one man, one mission to rid the world of low standard and mediocre acting once and for all. Brian Timoney, the world's leading authority on method acting, brings you powerful, impactful, volcanic acting and business of acting techniques in his special acting podcasts. It's Brian Timoney's World of Acting, Unplugged and Unleashed. Hi, it's Brian here and welcome on to today's show and I've got Cameron uh, again with me here today. Hi, Cameron. Welcome, Brian. Welcome. Um, so, <laughs> welcome, I love it. Um, so, Cameron, what we're going to talk about is direction now oh. and taking direction. <laughs> now, you're um, one of those rare beasts that directs and acts. I'm definitely a beast. Uh, <laughs> so... You've been in both sides mm. of the fence, as it were, and um, you understand what it is to, as an actor to take direction, but also to give it. Yeah. Um, I myself have also done that, so mm. I'm also aware of what it's like to direct actors, yeah. but also teach them and and be an actor myself. So, mm. what's your views on this, Cameron? What, what do you what do you feel about directing? What do you think is important from an actor's perspective about taking direction? It's very basic, but it's quite alarming how many people can execute it um it's without sounding like a school teacher it's about listening and doing what you're told <laughs> i say to students i've said it to to your lot when i've been directing a showcase um you have to implement things quickly um don't get into a battle with a director um and execute what you're given it is what gets you hired again and it's my firm belief that as a director, and as you say, we've both been fortunate enough to wear both hats. As a director, what I look for when I'm casting is somebody who is going to give me as little trouble as possible in the rehearsal room. I cannot, when I'm lighting and blocking and talking to the set builder, the the costume designer, the producer, I'm talking to marketing... I can't get into a 35-minute discussion about somebody's sort of motivation. Their training is what does that. And I pick people who um, who can work quickly. Um, I get alarmed and worried if I have to give an actor a direction three times. Once, if you get somebody who can implement it once, you think, this is brilliant. This is yeah. the sort of person I would hire. Yeah. Second time, you know, you might be a, a bit stressed that day, but you let it go. If it's the third, fourth and fifth time, it's infuriating. Mm. It's plain stupid not to be able to implement what is sometimes a very basic instruction from a director. And it can be an emotional sort of click. It can be movement-based. It can be an exit or an entrance. It can be stand in that place so the light hits you. Mm. It can be... Can you just be a little bit more energised on the cue for the other actor? If you have to say that three, four times, you just don't want to work with people like that. And I know it sounds harsh and brutal. And at an audition, nerves can take over. Listen, I've been doing it 20 years. I was horrendous. I still get horrendously nervous. Um, we factor that in. But when it becomes samey and there's no gear change from the actor, you just think, next. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think it's uh, the the idea of taking direction and being redirected, mm. because sometimes an actor can have in their head a very fixed idea about how they want to do something. Well, you kind of need to because you can't go in again, you know, being aimless and sort of generic. You have to make choices, but you also have to be able to shift those choices to service the director's vision. Mm. And some actors are quite poor at it. 
Well, they, in a way, sometimes people forget that the, the job of an actor is to create the director's vision. Yeah. You know, and it's like, um, and I actually think that sometimes people, when they first come to acting, mm. don't realise just how much of a, an actor's job is to, prefer, you know, mm. uh, fulfil the brief. Yeah. You know, because you come in as an actor, yeah, you've got your own ideas, you've got your own, mm. and you bring your own creativity. But at the end of the day, if the director wants a certain thing mm. uh, a certain way then your job is to provide it and one mm. of the things that, that really winds me up and oh this drives me nuts Cameron mm. I don't know about you but when I see a director giving a note to an actor <sighs> and yeah. then the actor begins to argue with the note just it's, it's what it, they just say resident directors in the West End associate directors casting directors <laughs> take the note Take the note just take and the just note. take the note and do it. Because here's the thing is, if you don't agree with it as an actor, mm. then if, you can disagree with it if you've not done it, yeah. is my view. Right? And you can only disagree with it if it's opened out to discussion as well. Yeah. Especially right. when you're starting out in the industry. The, if you've got 20 years on the clock like we have as actors, you, you're more likely to be allowed to have a discussion. But even now at 43... I just get shut down completely when I try and sort of, you know, say, well, you know, just take the note, Cameron. That's, you know. It, I mentioned earlier in one of the other podcasts, I um, I, I started in musical theatre and that is a, an area of the industry where you really have to take a note yeah. because it's there are so many disciplines going on and because of the style of acting sometimes with it, it's it's just not open to debate. And often in musicals, like I did Les Mis uh, in 2000, I was probably the 15th or 16th cast there. You very much have to do what the first actor did. They're the lucky one. They get to make all the choices. Mm. And you have to fulfil a role within parameters that have been set a long time ago. Mm. What they don't want is somebody that's going to argue the toss and say, well, I want to do it differently. Mm. You know, it just depends on the director. And you're right, the medium, because you're right, musicals, um, you're right. Long-running ones. Have the wrong, yeah. the, is, there's a formula behind mm. it, and they're delivering that formula. That's you go a good in, formula. You, you go yeah. in as the actor to, to make sure that that is what's delivered. Absolutely. And I think that permeates through all different mediums of the, of acting, you know, be it you know, TV, film, theatre, mm. radio. But... Um, I think as an actor, you, you're right. You can go in and argue the toss. You've gone in mm. there to fulfil the director's vision. Yeah. yeah, there may be a creative discussion that goes on, you know, um, over creating character, but it's not to get as an actor too carried away with that. Yeah. Your, your job, I think, really is to listen. Well, the projects listen are different, aren't they? Sorry, yeah. to interrupt again. I always do that. Oh, um, but um, some projects come from a, a sort of devising sort of uh, sort of base. Uh, others. Other directors will let you improvise more. I did a play early in the year at the Pleasance based on uh, football at a football academy, talking about the suicide and rate and depression among young footballers that don't make mm. it. On the mm. movement side and on the scene side, Toby Clark and Alex Clark, who co-directed it, brilliant team. They let us run with the scenes, so that was lovely and organic. But most of the time, it's not like that. And I'm sitting here having this discussion with you, I think one of the best things we can do is talk about One Flew Over a Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> um, that would be eight, nine years ago. You yeah. played McMurphy, yeah. I directed it. What tricks you as a director is that some actors will come into the room and be as nice as pie and pleasant and smiley and they're desperate to get a credit and they're desperate to work with you. Then you get into the rehearsal room and you see none of that. They just become difficult. They become argumentative. 
they become you know a real point of con- conflict within a company and let's not bullshit um we had three or four actors two, two or three actors on that project that with you know with um the benefit of hindsight i should have fired them um for a whole host of reasons i kept them on but they became difficult and argumentative and what actors like that do is they suck the energy out of the rest Mm. of the cast out of the project out of the subject matter and it doesn't become about the scenes the actors the playwright the vision it becomes about them in their little bubble um being the central focus of every moment actually and it is it is really annoying when this happens because if you get an actor in the cast Mm. and invariably there's always one Mm. um there usually is one there usually is one I find sorry to interrupt again Brian I I find you actors in their 40s 50s and 60s who perhaps haven't got as far as they thought they would or this is not all actors in that demographic most of them are wonderful but some uh, mainly males that I've worked with who haven't quite got to the point where they they thought they would they've had to go back on the fringe to try and reinvent themselves get a new agent they haven't worked for a year they want a credit they can be extremely tricky Mm. Um, and what is horrible is seeing young actors coming out of drama school being worn down by that negative energy and that apathy and cynicism that some actors bring into early rehearsal space. Yeah, you, and it only, you're right. If you've got somebody in the cast like that, it can affect everybody. I actually remember during, during yeah. that production that having a conversation with um, mm. somebody who remained la- nameless. Yeah. Um, but. Name them, um, name them, name them, <laughs> name them. I, I probably I, know who you're talking about, I, Brian. Um, was that they, they kind of spoke, and then you can tell that the conversation's going on a downer. You mm. know, they're, they're not talking about the production in a positive way. You no. know, they're, they're starting to pick holes in it, and mm. they're looking for the problems. Actually, they're actively trying to look for problems. And and I think, well, you know what? The problems are always going to be there because always. show me a production that is that goes flawlessly. And there is, no, you know, you don't have challenges, and it. it's always going to be challenges. But and actually, we, in that production, we were having a great time. Some right? wonderful, wonderful. So it was some moments. great, great, um, yeah. great actors involved in it. Yeah, and doesn't us all really great actors? And I'm thinking when I'm listening to this conversation, I'm going, what is the problem here? There's said, always going to be a problem, though. But the problem isn't the problem. The problem mm. is them. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You could put them in any. You could probably put them in anything, and give them an Oscar. Would, you know, and tell them to live in LA in a ten million dollar mansion mm. with six projects lined up, movies. There'll still be a problem. Yeah, because it's not actually about the project that they're involved in. It's about the person themselves. Mm. That they, that inherently, that's how they live. Yeah. And um, the problem with it is that um, it can affect other people because the energy's bad. Yeah, and and I think that as an actor, um, when you're in that situation, you're working with a cast and ensemble. Mm. You, you. Well, two things that I, I learned from doing that production was as a leading actor, which I was yeah, in that production. Were, yeah. It's your responsibility to lead, absolutely, and not to get dragged into that shit. Yeah. It's like when you see it going on, mm. you kind of got to take your take yourself away from that, yeah, and actually show people that you are not part of that and you, you, people will follow by the way yeah. because as a leading actor especially younger actors yeah especially younger and, and as a leading actor that's the whole point is you lead and I think that positive energy yeah and I think that you can do that even if you're not got a lead role by the way absolutely yeah. I've seen people Supporting do it actors. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. become important in the they cast they get hired again and again these actors yeah. because you know you're going to have a good positive energy in the rehearsal room if one of the younger actors has any sort of crisis, be it personal or professional, that that's that's the actor that will guide them through that that, yeah. that moment. 
So it's much better to be to come at it from that angle mm. than to even even if you you end up in a production that's not going particularly well or yeah. there's issues. We've I all still been there. we've all been there. I think you still have a duty to to keep a positive frame of mind and to get through it as best you can yeah. without making things worse because yeah. it would only make it worse. Totally. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So the, God, there's so many different areas when it comes to direction um, that we've talked about. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was that was really important. And I think as well, it gets remembered by directors because uh, all the time. Because I'm sure you know from that production, I can remember actors that I yeah. go definitely work with those people again. Definitely. And yeah. actually, I would recommend those people. The, That's do. another thing that people don't realise is that directors and actors recommend people constantly. <laughs> um, I work a lot at a very famous accredited drama school I work at one or two um, when it comes to graduation time I, I make I make a real effort to you know to help kids that I work with there who are a good positive influence or that I've got a kind of you know working relationship with I try and help them sort of navigate their way through getting an agent understanding what a TV casting is like um, but <laughs> I often get asked, what's that person like to work with? Mm. Um, and I have used the word barge pole <laughs> more than <laughs> once. Um, I have to say, and you know this, 80% of people are incredible. It's such yeah. a, a brilliant industry to be in. We're nuts, we're eccentric, we're given, we're kind, we're articulate, we're passionate, be it about politics or theatre or TV or film. But when you get that bad apple, it's just one of the single most upsetting things as a director. And why would you hire somebody like that again? No, you wouldn't. You know? And and it's funny because like now and again, I'll get a call um, because of the nature of what I do. But yeah. in the casting directors that that I know, mm. they'll they'll give a call in mm. and they'll they'll say, you know, you know this actor, yeah, and they'll go, yeah, and they'll say, what are they like? Yeah, and it, and and I think that. It's important to remember as an actor that everybody mm. you meet and work with, yeah. all from your training right through to your your, your professional jobs that yeah. you do, is that they're all potential references. Yeah, and we do talk. Everybody you know, talks. Um, sometimes a director will you know um, will look at a CV and they'll say, "Oh, I know that director," yeah. and give them a ring. Yeah, you know, and um, so from that point of view, it's, it's so of, important. It's one of the first things you look at. I look at obviously the photographs important. Then I look at where they train which is important and then I'll look at um, the directors on their CV to see if I know anybody that I can check in with um, a good example my agent Wendy at Felix the Wolf we're going to see a musical at Mount View um, called Hoods which is a new musical we're going on the 27th I shall accompany her she'll probably take me for dinner thank you Wendy <laughs> um, but we're going to have a look at a kid that I worked with at Mount View three or four years ago when he was on the foundation course um, he's written in she's interested in him there's one or two others she's interested in so you do talk and you do go and watch things together and you discuss and it becomes about how easy is that person to work with mm. you know yeah no it is because there's a, there's a choice Cameron yeah. there's, there's plenty of people in this industry and it's like yeah. what makes separates you from the others yeah. and I think attitude is is way up there because if it's yeah. a choice between two people and both are good mm. then what is the thing that separates them it can yeah. be it can come down to a simple one of, thing like attitude one of the reasons I worked I did six years in, in musicals in the West End I was told, and my agent was told on a number of occasions, Cameron's a great company member. 
Mm. He's just really nice to have around the building. He's got good positive energy. He's a good laugh. Sometimes he oversteps the mark <laughs> with, the, um, with his behaviour um, uh, on stage. Um, but um, I think that got me hired again and again. In fact, yeah. a good example, I was in the original cast of We Will Rock You and I enjoyed it so much. I stayed two years. Mm. Um, a year and a half later, so that'd be 2005, something like that, um, an actor dropped out, got a job. It was a bit of a kerfuffle. Um, and I went back for five months to replace him until they could get somebody else lined up mm. um, at the next cast change. So I got invited back off the back of my my professionalism and my attitude the first time round, nearly two years before. Yeah. You know? Um, so here's, here's another thing to think about, right? Um, going on this take the note, mm. because I think that, especially when actors are starting out, they're you know they're rehearsing they're mm. looking to get what they think is feedback from the director yeah. or they're can you know they so when we get to the note session at the end right yeah now I don't you I know what you what you're thinking here Cameron because you're right eyes, haven't yeah I? you have because what happens is um, is that sometimes if people don't get mentioned in the notes they panic they panic they think oh am I doing the right thing or not when you get to my age that's your objective it's yeah, not to get mentioned exactly I've said you know? that I said that to, to students I said look yeah. the, the objective is not to be mentioned yeah <laughs> and they just want to dissect and discuss and you don't have time no you know so I, you know, it's like if the director doesn't bring something up, yeah, you know, d- don't don't pester don't, them, don't bring it up, yeah, you know, because it's like obviously there's not a problem, mm. um, and actually not being mentioned is not a bad thing. It's like it's actually a good thing. You're obviously doing a good job. Your, your you students are a credit to you because um, I I've directed two showcases for you now, and there's been a lot of talent both times. The second time round, I was much more blunt about that than I was the first time. I tried to kind of negotiate my way around people coming and saying, have you got any notes for me? The second time round, which would be two months, two, three months ago, I just said to them, "Um, this is how it is. Do not come to me and pester me with petty things about costume and your character unless I've given you a note in the session. Your objective is to not get a note. If you don't get a note, mm. it means you're doing well. You're yeah. doing okay. Yeah. I, I might watch it again a week later and then give you a note, but don't feel like you've been forgotten. You mm. know, these are the people that, that you want. These are the people that are a kind of a gift from God because you yeah. literally go, God, they just take every note, they absorb it. You had a lot of actors like that on the last showcase. Um, they absorb it. And they give me a hundred percent every time. Yeah. So here's another thing about mm. um, notes, which is that when you are given a note, yeah, not to argue over the note, because sometimes uh, 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 there is a standard sort of joke that goes on in professional yeah. cast. You know, when you get the note session and somebody gets a note and they go, yeah. yes, but, and it's like, just or they up. blame another actor, or they blame somebody, or they else, blame yeah. stage management. Say, yeah. well, well, you know the the that flat didn't come on in time or that desk wasn't on in time. And some actors will do everything to save face. And it's tiresome, it's boring, you know, and it's it just becomes taxing, really. So I made a, a choice earlier on in my career that I thought that whatever the note was, mm. I would just say, thanks very much. Yeah. You know, I'd go, no problem. Yeah. Or I'd go, yeah, taped, yeah, note taken. And if it did involve somebody else mm. or it had to be sorted, then I would go and yeah. speak to them or, Absolutely, or have yeah. a chat. You know, it's like, because I thought there's no point in going into a big discussion here, no, no, you no, know, no. And, and arguing the toss. There's the no toss. time. No. And also, what, an, what a director might say, a note that I would give your 
students, for example, would be, guys, can you just go away and work on that? A, a little bit more work mm. on that section of it and you pass it back to the two actors most actors are intelligent people and they negotiate their way through mm. what the process is you can't spoon feed at, no. at that level you know it's um it's common sense but it always staggers me how some people can't realize that yeah you know no no it's important and that's so- not to say brian and this is important to mention as well that every director knows what they're doing because sometimes you'll be out there working and you will come across, you know, I've had dozens of my mates uh, say to me, oh, the director, you know, he's driving me nuts. That's a different sort of area because your professionalism becomes even more important. You've Mm. got to get to the end of rehearsals and get the show on. So I've had it as well where there's been, you know, there's been a clash with somebody, but it's, that's a whole different ballgame because that becomes about your level of experience, mm. um, whether it's opened out to discussion. Mm. But the general rule is, I suppose to summarise, is to just take the note and be as easy as possible to work with in the room. And it's particularly important at an audition when there's a 15-minute period where that director needs to see whether you can implement his or her vision rather than your own because you do make choices yeah. going in but I would say something like make him a little bit more happy make her a little bit more sad can you make him a bit more camp can she be a little more angry here if they stay in the first style of the first reading that they did or the monologue that they delivered it's difficult to hire somebody like that mm. and a final note on this was that um, as a casting director that I was speaking to recently who was talking about a famous director that they were working with yeah. who described what it was like to direct and this was a description he gave he says it's like being at a rave where everyone wants to speak to you <laughs> thought, yeah. that is that is probably the perfect description yeah. it's like everybody's really excited and, really, yeah, yeah. and it's like but everybody wants to come and talk to you about something our, our friend Martin Costello who's a producer uh, he's retired now actually just last mm. month uh, producer at the Broadway Theatre in Catford Mass, math sort of philosophy was within two plays that I directed the first two plays I directed were Trainspotting and Clockwork Orange I don't do light fluffy material (laughs) Um, by the time I got to Clockwork Orange I said it's not direction it's ego management you know and that is what it becomes sometimes and that's not what it should be no well I think that brings us to the end Cameron thanks Uh, for coming in Brian (laughs) it's been a pleasure (laughs) Uh, see you on the next one excellent thank you You've been listening to Brian Timoney's World of Acting. For a full transcript of today's show, go to www.worldofacting.com. We'll see you next time.